Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Melissa Balok. She is a founder of Inspired Dental Opportunities, a certified coach, a best-selling author. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You are welcome to the show, Melissa. You are welcome to India in this online form. And I'm sure not just in India, but a lot of people across the globe will benefit from what we are going to talk about. We'll talk about how one can navigate unexpected career changes. We'll also talk about entrepreneurship. So my first question is, Melissa, is to understand is that you cut your teeth in actually something else. And then... <laughs> What happened is that later on you went into the dental line, a very different shape from actually what you trained for or actually what you were doing. So was it any bit of a planning or was it just unexpected and you just took that plunge or the, you know, leap of faith, whatever. Yeah, I love your uh, analogy, the cutting your teeth into it. That's a good one. I'm going to use that. So um, first of all, I want to visit India. So now I have I have a friend. And it's always been on my bucket list. So I want to be there in, in physical, physicality at some point. Um, so I look forward to that. But I, yeah, so I've got an interesting career. Um, and I think all of us know that the majority of us will, will make a, at least a couple career changes in our lives. And a lot of them unexpected. So it's, uh, it, we should always keep our, um, uh, our options open and understand that every skill that we're learning is typically transferable, right? I've always had an open mind about things, yet I never, I didn't know that I would end up here. So what happened was um, I used to be in sales and marketing. Uh, this was 20, 25 years ago, and now I'm aging myself. But 20, 25 years ago, I was in sales and marketing. I ended up getting married, having kids. I left my corporate career to stay at home with the with the kids. So I I had already gathered those sales and marketing skills. I went to school for business admin and then I went back to school for linguistics. So you can already see that I have a lot of different passions in life. Um, there's a lot of things that I've always wanted to do, but stayed at home with the kids for a few years. And then I found this company and I got into affiliate marketing. And in that there was a lot of uh, recruitment, business development, and I was building teams globally and I built teams of thousands of people within this company that was based in the States. I actually live in Canada and this was a U.S. based company where I was building teams of people. And a lot of my clients were realtors, broker, uh, mortgage brokers and dentists. So this one particular dentist, he had um, him and I became friends and I was helping to teach his dental offices on how to. Uh, build more successful relationships, not only with his team, but with his patients using relationship marketing. So I was already training on relationship marketing and the soft skills of business. And he had asked me to help recruit for his dental practices and help with the business development. At that time, um, I was quite successful in what I was doing and I, did, I wasn't looking for a career change. Fast forward about a year some things changed in my life, some personal things. And I went back to him and I said, hey, like I'm I'm actually interested in helping with uh, recruitment and business development. 
but I can't be an employee. I'm not interested in being an employee. So I will open up my own company. And if you're open to it, then you can be my first client. And so he said, yes. And I had zero uh, dental background. I'm not a dentist. I'm not a hygienist. I had zero, uh, zero technical skills. But what I did have was the business and the soft skills. And so all I did was transfer those skills into dental. I opened a dental recruiting company. So I, I specifically hire dental professionals, no other niche. Um, so I started helping him with his offices. He had about three or four at the time. Now he's got, I think, around 30 uh, dental clinics in three provinces. So he's doing quite well. So I helped him uh, in the beginning with that. And then I started getting more referrals within the industry uh, from other dentists. And now I have, um, it's been five years. It's been five years this month that I've been incorporated and I've got dental clients all across Canada, um, all needing the same thing. They need staff and there's such a shortage of dental professionals, um, in Canada. And actually we've got a lot of foreign trained dentists and dental professionals coming from India. So I, I work with a lot of people, uh, globally who are coming in and wanting to, uh, to get trained to become certified in Canada as well. Right, right, Melissa. Thank you for that. Now, a lot of people who want to get into entrepreneurship, they do they do a lot of planning, a lot of ideas about business, pros and cons. Some even think so much that they never get down to doing anything. You know, in your case, uh, just because you knew somebody from this industry, uh, you just jumped into it. Nothing wrong with that. But what about, did you later on think about that this industry is one a very niche industry why only to focus on recruitment into one industry maybe a lot of you know dentists are looking for careers outside you know a lot of different ideas different thoughts can come into your uh, into anyone's mind how did you look at this practical part of it how did you look at did anybody else advise that this is not the right industry for you how did you navigate those thoughts those realities or you just you know went full forward into this <laughs> life i want to understand this entrepreneurship part that must be you know working in your mind once you got into it obviously you want to be successful so great question a lot a lot of people there's there's a couple different parts there that you were asking so number one um going back to what you said about a lot of people they think about ideas they have ideas and they they kind of think their way out of it right I call that analysis paralysis, where you analyze things to the point where you paralyze yourself and you don't go forward. So a lot of entrepreneurs, including my, I think I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I've always had ideas and I've always just taken action. I, I'm one of those kind of people that I see an opportunity, I take it and I figure, I figure it out along the way. So I don't need to know every little detail. I don't need to know every little step, but I have confidence that I know how to get there. So when I had this opportunity, I thought, okay, well, I have these basic skills and I can learn everything else. And the things that I can't learn, I'll hire people, right? We don't need to do everything. We hire people out, you know, once you get to the stage, you hire people to do things that you don't want to do. But when it comes to being niche specific within the dental, Initially, when I started, the particular dentist that I was working with, he had enough work for me that I didn't need to look for other clients at the time. Remember, he had three clinics, four clinics where I was hiring for um, 
for all their auxiliary staff, as well as associate dentists. And as he was growing, I was helping him fulfill those roles. When I started realizing that, um, and he was purchasing um, additional clinics, and I started having more clients, that's when I hired more people on my team. So I hired additional recruiters. I hired an admin team. I hired a bookkeeper. Um, so now I don't do as much as the recruitment. My team does that for me. I work on business development. I work on PR. I do presentations. I do podcasts. Uh, I do things to bring you know, really the sales and marketing working on the business. So the reason that it's niche within dental is because um, I don't need, we're busy enough that I don't need to go to other industry. And I would rather be really, really, really good at one area than just okay in a whole bunch of areas, if that makes sense. Recruitment takes a lot of effort in terms of um, making sure that you're filling your funnel, filling your pipeline of people. So, you know, we go to a lot of uh, industry events. Uh, it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of learning and developing relationships within the network. And so for us to do that in other industry, we're just diluting our resources. So to be everything is to be nothing. To be really niche specific about something and you're laser focused, um, you're able to really pool your resources and become really great at something. And that's what we've done. Right, Melissa. Right. Uh, it is great. You got a very good client, someone who wanted you to, uh, to work with you. Perfectly all right. And I'm, I'm sure uh, that relationship is still going on. You are working for the same client. But in terms of challenges, there must be some challenges on the ground. Secondly, while you were moving forward, it was one great client, but that means your business is very much dependent on only one client. And anything can change, relationships can change, market dynamics can change. So the way people say in business, de-risk, de-risking of your business. So did you ever think like that? Did you get uh, work towards it? Did you get uh, to looking for more clients? I want to understand it from the point of other people. You know, may everyone get good clients like this, but not everyone or all relationships move forward. Something can happen. Uh, businesses can change, you know, directions. There are so many different sort of businesses. How do you look at it in your case? How are it? What about the challenges as well as in terms of this de-risking part? And what would you... Uh, share in terms of other entrepreneurs who start with one client and a big client, but how should they look at it at their own end? 100%. You're absolutely right. Um, so we, I didn't want to put all of my eggs in one basket. That's how we kind of, we say, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket because you're right. As soon as if that client pulls away, well, then you have nothing. Um, and that's actually, that's kind of what happened. Um, uh, first of all, I never put all of my eggs in one basket. We were always working on sales. Um, when business is slower, you only have minimal clients. That's where you really want to ramp up the sales. Um, that's why your sales team is really important. And also um, social media has been a huge bonus for us. Um, I leverage LinkedIn, Facebook, a little bit of TikTok, but LinkedIn has been really, really great for my business um, being professional in dentistry. So making sure that you're consistent on social media for us, for me, worked really, really well. A lot of our clients 
actually come from either referrals or from LinkedIn. And so from day one, I was consistent building um, my funnel and building relationships through social media and going to events. And so with this particular client, because they they grew so large, and I knew this, I knew that they were they were um, wanting to be a very large company. They're called DSOs, uh, Dental Service Organization. So, um, like I said, he's got over thirty um, clinics now, and they're still growing. So he eventually needed to hire his own internal HR team, which means or meant that they no longer needed somebody to outsource they'll reach out to us every once in a while. So this client actually isn't a big client of ours anymore. They will reach out sometimes when their team can't find people, but it's exactly what you said. They no longer needed us because our sweet spot is really for the dental practice, the single uh, entrepreneur or the uh, practices that have, you know, a couple or uh, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 offices, because at that point they start hiring their own HR team because they're, they've got enough uh, resources come in, coming in that they can do that. So that did happen, um, which is why immediately while we were helping this particular client, I hired my team to help me with recruitment so that I could go out and look for business. And so the way that I do that is just what, what I explained is, um, through social media, being consistent on social media. And that means adding content, adding value, giving people tips um, on how to recruit, um, how to retain, how to engage their teams, going to dental events. I do a lot of speaking at dental colleges, dental universities, talking to the students so that when they uh, when they graduate, they know where to come for a job and doing a lot of connecting. So there's a lot of different parts to entrepreneurship. It's not just one thing. You know, when my kids ask me, what do you do? <laughs> I, like, how was your day? What did you do, mom? It's like, okay, well, where do I start? You know, I've, I've done a podcast first thing in the morning for us at 730 in the morning. So start off with a podcast and then, you know, responding to emails, uh, doing social media and marketing, going to a dental college and having a presentation with students, going to a supply company and having, you know, uh, teaching some dentists, uh, you know, invoicing, accounting. There's so much to do in a day, which I love. This is this is my passion. I love connecting with people, um, you know, calling up our clients and following up with them and making sure that that they're happy with our service or the person that we placed in their office, uh, building those relationships and, um, and uh, constantly educating people on how they can do better with the things and the knowledge that, that we have. And because of that, um, my business has kind of morphed also into to speaking and then also writing these two books because there's such a gap in the dental space from the technical side to the soft skills in the business side of dentistry because dental professionals and dentists, their schooling is majority on the technical, like they, they're really, really good technicians, but they get very, very little schooling on how to manage, how to lead, how to recruit um, um, human resources. And that's where we come in. And that's where I've had the opportunity now to go and uh, teach dentists and dental professionals on these things. Um, and by extension, ended up co-writing two books uh, for the dental space. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, stand out, the dental edge, uh, stand out and create a thriving career you love and also the dental edge, attract, language and retain top uh, 
talent. Yeah. Absolutely. Very Absolutely. niche, very niche again. And actually these books, they apply to all businesses, but I wanted something specific to dental because they seem, there's not as many business books when it comes to dental. So we thought that we would be niche with that as well. Right. And who are these books for? Is it for uh, dentists or dental companies or someone else? Good question. So, so they're both called the Dental Edge series. Uh, this one here, the blue one, it's um, Attract, Engage, and Retain Top Talent. So this one is for the dental practice owner um, or hiring manager. So this is how do you attract talent? How are you going to engage them? Because you want to engage their team. And once you have an engaged team, then you can retain your team. And so this is basically a step-by-step -step playbook for dental practice owners and hiring managers who are looking for talent um, and what to do. And this is what we do. And this is basically what, what I teach. When I do presentations, this is pretty much my playbook. So after the presentation, it's like, here, if, if, you, if you didn't retain everything, take the book and you've got it. This one here, also the Dental Edge series, but this one is for dental professionals looking for a job. So it says, stand out and create a thriving career you love. Dental professionals who are looking for a job, whether it be the dental treatment coordinator, the receptionist, the associate, uh, the hygienist, the assistant, any person either wanting to change their career or change their job within dental or, uh, you know, somebody who's newly graduated. This is this is for somebody who doesn't want just a job. They want a career where they're going to thrive and where they love what they do. Right. Aligning yourself with the proper office, with the proper team so that you can be the best version of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is much to learn, much to understand from you. So for those people who would want to, you know, learn more about you, more about Aspire Dental Opportunities, know more about your books, you know, about uh, about being a coach. What is the best way for them to connect with you? Well, I'd love to connect with you, um, and I would. It would be my honor if if I could help you in some way, or if there was some sort of value that myself or the books could add. Um, that's really my passion. But uh, gosh, follow me on YouTube at Melissa Barlock. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can always just look up Melissa Barlock or Inspire Dental Opportunities. We've uh, got I've got a website, InspireOpportunities.com. Um, I'm on Instagram under MB Inspire, but just look up Melissa Barlock and you'll you'll find me online. Wonderful. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the TAJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thank you, Ajay.